Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, and thanks so much for joining me today. This is Dr. Fred. Um, I've got an interesting one here for you, I think. It's interesting to me, at least, and I hope it it resonates with you. The title of this uh, particular episode is called Surprised by Grief. And grief is a necessary part of healing. I think you would agree. I'd hope you would agree. Now, even though mental health professionals tell us that there are seven stages of grief, they also point out that going from one stage to the next is not clearly defined in real time, and a person can also go back to a stage they already came through. In other words, grief can be messy. It is not clear cut. It isn't tidy. There's no set determined length of time that a person has to go through or will go through. It's different for everyone. When someone close to us dies, we go through that grieving process depending on how close they really were. If we can relate to them, if we have a knit spirit with them, it obviously affects us more deeply. I went through this with my sister, and I noticed that I can still feel the loss, even though she died in 2008. Grief, as I said, does not last for a set period of time. It can be revisited simply by our minds reminding us of the person who died. Now, I'm not sure, I could be wrong, but I'm not sure a person ever fully gets over the loss of a loved one. What I think happens is that the surviving person adapts to that loss, ultimately embracing it, and in many ways, ever mindful of it, but in a different way. We move on, but we are different. We're a bit stronger in some areas, maybe a bit more vulnerable in others because of the grieving that we went through due to the loss. Now, in a way, we've gone through and continue to go through a similar process of grieving where the United States' demise is concerned. We are literally watching it implode on purpose to the celebration of globalists. Um, And how do you ignore that? How do you push that aside? Now, once the U.S. is completely powerless or not as powerful as it has been, it's really full steam ahead for the coming one world empire. And it was only after watching a particular episode of Glenn Beck, who had as a guest Carol Roth, that I began to realize I've been in a process of grieving and didn't even recognize it. I hadn't fully realized that I was actually grieving for the death of the United States, though. And it's really not the United States so much, but I'll, I'll get into this in a minute. Now, in the video, and I've got that linked in the transcript, Glenn talks with Carol about the process of grieving for things we used to take for granted regarding life in the USA. Now, I knew that I was frustrated, upset, and even angry at times about the way life has turned out, when only a few short years ago, you'll recall, there was so much to look forward to in life. I fully recognize that things have changed, and they continue to change drastically in the last few years and moving into the future. What I did not understand is that these major dystopian changes in life were the cause of my unrecognized grief at how much we have actually lost in this nation, the U.S., and the world. Now, to make matters worse, those of us who are actually awake understand that all of it is predicated upon the lie that they used at the beginning and 
compounded by more lies, more lies, and yet more lies. We see and understand the lies. We see them as lies. We fully reject them. But because we lack the power, we're not in the power, we cannot change the determined trajectory of the USA. And and I'm sure that's true if you're listening from one of the 35 countries of people that tune into these broadcasts, that's probably true with your country as well. Now, what we can do is limited to changes we can make for our immediate families in our own community with other like-minded people. Now, I fully understand that we are not to put our hopes in this life. I get that. However, when you are going along with life normally, expecting certain things to occur, and then you realize life has changed so much that those certain things you were expecting are now in danger of never occurring again, it takes you up short at the very least, and you may not even realize why. It leaves you a bit crestfallen at what could have been, but now very likely will not be. You grow more concerned for your children, your grandchildren. You want to be there to help them through issues, but you realize that you're on the downside of your lifespan. What we are experiencing in society is truly the building of society's digital prison where our movements, our purchases, everything that uh, you can think of, our words, our actions will be closely monitored. This ultimately arrives to the point of every person in society having a social credit score that will place us on a scale that will allow us to take away from, that will allow us or take away from us more freedom. So we're either going to get more freedom depending on what our score is, or they're going to remove it. And this also ties in with the coming CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies that will be totally controlled by the banks. You won't have anything to hold in your hand anymore. So while I am not heartbroken over the growth of Satan's system of Babylon, because God tells us that it's going to occur, what I'm having to get used to are all the ways those in power are taking freedom, dignity, and self-respect from us, all so that they can gain more power over us us and be in complete control. You know, grief ultimately segues to healing, if allowed, because our bodies and minds do recover from loss through the process of grieving. Whether we're overcome with tears at times or we recall the great memories of laughter that you know, our, we had with our dearly departed loved ones. It's all part of how our bodies and minds heal themselves after having to deal with the trauma of unexpected loss. The grieving process is different for everyone. It can be long or short, but regardless of length, the process is really meant to bring relief and acceptance. And this explains to me why when I was listening to Richard Elliott's music the other day, after a couple of years of not listening to it, strangely, I started tearing up and I now realize it was due to the loss of what life was compared with what life is now and what it is going to become. Richard Elliott, as a musician, evokes memories of live concerts long before mask mandates and concert cancellations and everybody freaking out. His music simply speaks to my soul. 
So the other morning, as I ate breakfast, reading through 2 Kings 1, 2, and 3, I found myself saddened again to the point of tears. And this is where Elijah goes to heaven in a chariot of fire, and Elisha gets a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And my sadness was due to a number of things. The kings of Israel had absolute lack of love for and loyalty to God, to the point where one of the kings, while he was reigning, chose to seek information from demons. That king had an illness from which he died because he would not seek God for answers. That resonated within me because of what the leadership of the USA has been doing and continues to do by rejecting God completely. Now, when COVID hit and everyone was told to wear face diapers, to stay away from other human beings and to stay home as much as possible, I couldn't help but see the absurdity of that and knew it to be what it truly was, fascism on steroids. It was not about safety. It was and remains about control primarily and secondarily making a ton of money for some corporations while other businesses go completely out of business permanently. It was a worldwide experiment to see how high people would jump when the experts, quote unquote, said, jump. We were all treated as though we were sick with COVID and would kill people until we could prove we weren't. Try as I might during COVID, it was very difficult to live with any sense of the previous normalcy. Everywhere I went, I was reminded of COVID and many people lived in terrible fear that they might die from something that they assumed I had or somebody else had. Everything in society shouted lies that we were supposed to treat as truth. But here we are. Many of us knew we were being played, but we were relegated to those cheap seats way, way, way up high and in the back of the stadium if we were allowed there. Because of COVID, the economy reeled and staggered, and today we have the results of that in the form of shrinkflation as well as regular inflation, which only will worsen, by the way, to become hyperinflation. Now, I find it interesting that the quote-unquote experts, financial experts, will continue to spin it into, oh, all is well, we'll get through this. Other actual experts tell us we're heading into a full recession. I'm not sure why they're not calling it what it actually will be, another great depression. Probably because they don't want to frighten people, I'm assuming, but if it's coming, it's coming, regardless. So maybe they need to be totally square with us. The church we were attending at the time during COVID closed, then opened then closed again. They did this numerous times. The pastor variously went from wearing a mask to not wearing a mask. Originally, I thought he was simply trying to show support for people who also wanted to wear masks and felt uncomfortable around those who didn't until I learned he went ahead and got the first of the two CV jabs. Oh, he also wanted all the teachers in the church's Christian school to get the jab too, but he was overruled. I don't believe he got the second jab, and friends tell me that he has since commented that he wished he had not gotten the first one. Well, anyway, because that church was open, then closed, then open again, then closed, my wife and I eventually left to find another church. So the process of grieving is a bit like healing of a broken bone or recovery after surgery. We grieve the loss of our previous church, but then we found restoration in a new church. It takes a while. And complete healing to be the injured, repaired area 
when it slowly returns. I mean, when you have a broken bone or you go in for surgery, the healing is not immediate. You can't force it to heal quickly. You can only work to strengthen it as it heals, but you can't overdo it because you're going to make the situation worse. The time of healing can be different from one person to the next with the same injury. There's no set timeline, only general guidelines. Life has changed because globalists have come out of the closet and are clearly stating their intentions to enslave humanity. But you know what? They're not just talking about it. They're doing it. And anyone who is not part of the globalist direct group or those people needed by globalists to make their lives more comfortable, well, they're, those people are really not necessary. Would they be happy to see the world's population greatly reduced? I believe so. And I think they celebrate now over the growing number of sudden deaths and increasing percentages of mortality and excess deaths in numerous countries that mandated and pushed the CV vax really hard. Maybe your country was one. Uh, the U.S. tried it. It's been overruled in a number of ways. But the damage has been done, too. I really don't know how much more time I'm going to need to get through the grieving process related to the USA, but I do know I'm probably not done yet. I still deal with frustration and grief over how life has turned out. I know I probably shouldn't, but that's just part of the process. And that process has surprised me quite a bit. Hence the title of this article, this episode, when I finally understood what was happening, that's what surprised me. I grieve, especially for my children and their children. I grieve for kids in school now who have zero clue about what's coming. Oh, yes, I have hope in Christ. Believe me. But so far, that is not translated to complete healing emotionally or spiritually yet. It will eventually, and I believe I will ultimately get to the point of seeing this time of grieving in the rearview mirror, and I will be much stronger because of it. But for now, I'm still a bit numb from time to time with emotional grief. It's just weird. But at least I understand what's happening and why. You know, watching a loved one die is absolutely disheartening. It's not easy. In fact, it can devastate a person for quite some time. If you find that you have lost interest in things that you used to enjoy, that you seem flat emotionally, and you have to buoy yourself up much of the time and really work at it, and you sense a strong loss, you could be grieving over it, the destruction of the United States or your particular nation where you live and the freedoms that are being removed from you and replaced with incremental slavery and imprisonment. So to realize that is somewhat shocking, but globalists have more plans for the world. Is extreme inflation coming? More fascism to control you? I would yes, say yes and assume so. One of the things that will hasten the termination of grief, by the way, uh, without forcing it, without overdoing it, is to try to redirect your efforts into doing whatever is practical to put your own house in order. As noted, grief can cause your emotions to become flat or even numb at times. You may need to purposefully push through gently that numbness by redirecting yourself, waking yourself up, and understanding that you can't change the inevitable. You can only adapt to it and change how that inevitable directly affects you. The Lord will certainly help you as he helped many in his word. Elijah 
was at the pinnacle of victory one moment, then asking God to take his life the next, 1 Kings 19. He was at a very low point, but God got him through that because he ultimately relied on God, Elijah did. We all face situations like that to some extent. Wait on the Lord and carry on. Let me close this episode in a prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you in repentance and in healing. We know that your word tells us about how much power Satan will gain during the time prior to your return. We acknowledge that all of this is done according to your will and the perfection of it. And we offer you praise because of it. We understand that as fallen human beings, there is a grieving process that many of us, your children may have to go through. But we also know that this process is for our benefit as well as for your glory. Incline your ear to us, Lord. Heal us. Solidify our determination to humble ourselves under your mighty hand because we know that you use these situations to create the blessed character of your son within us. And we are so grateful for that. May we not shrink from this. May we call out to you for your grace and help so that we will indeed become what you would have us become. While this grief we experience may take us by surprise, it certainly does not take you by surprise. You are in it with us, Father, desiring to carry us through it. Do not let us shrink from that. May we persevere and press on in you so that you will be glorified. We need to see this whole process as something that you are using to separate us from this world and the intensity of that process will be different for every one of your children who submits themselves to it, who takes relationship with you seriously. May you be blessed by our words, our thoughts, and our actions as we learn to recognize that what comes our way does so because you either decree or allow it. We praise your name, and it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope this was uplifting to you. I hope it wasn't a downer. There's good things in store for those of us who persevere and seek the Lord. And I pray that until we meet again, the Lord would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 